Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Almwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Almwake. And good morning, beautiful Maui. It's just another gorgeous day. My co-host Jim is on an airplane. He's been at the the largest booksellers uh, program ever they do in New York City every year. So if you read anything in the newspaper about Rosie O'Donnell, uh, there was that's where Jim was. You know, he's the author of um, How to Meditate with Your Dog, and he's the um, producer editor of. Uh, Desmond Tutu's audiobook, A God Has a Dream, has a dream for you. So we miss Jim, but we're sending him lots of love, and we're sending lots of love to you. We've got an awesome program for you today. Barbara Marks Hubbard, the author of Emergence, uh, um, well, several books. Your Our Crisis is a Birth. Uh, but Emergence, we want to talk to her about today because we're just finishing that book at Unity Church. It's just a marvelous author. And then we'll be talking with Barry Rivers. We thank Barry and Stella Rivers because they brought to Maui one of the most exciting um, programs we have every single year. And, of course, they're wonderful uh, light waves, sound waves, brain wave, perfect waves. The Maui Film Festival of Wailea is coming. And, of course, that's coming all over the island of Maui. But before we uh, talk with Barbara Marks Hubbard, why don't we just hear from our sponsors so that we can um, uh, just honor them and thank them. We want to thank Myrna Stone, Real Estate Maui Style. Their new June edition is out, and it's one of the best ever. It's a picture of the ocean and the and the soft water coming into the sand. But one of the things that's great about it is, one, it has a huge article on uh, the movie festival coming up, but it's also got a great, great article about an author here on Maui, and uh He's got uh, his. He's got a book about food and health, and we're going to get him on the get him on the radio because uh, we'll be talking to you more about it. A marvelous, marvelous author. When you want to learn about what's happening on Maui, you pick up this free magazine. Not only do you learn everything that's available for sale, but you also learn about some of the most interesting and. Um, helpful people on Maui. And the book that um, they feature this work is The World's Healthiest Food by George Mattelgeon. I'm not sure I'm saying it right, but um, wonderful, wonderful articles. That's Real Estate Maui style. And also, um, we want to hear from uh, Premier Mortgage, Trish Morris. We thank her. She's been traveling all over Italy. She's back now. And uh, (laughs) we're having quite a bit of fun here in the studio, just me and the engineer, Gary. Okay, so thank you, Tricia. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 
874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. And it's a great day, a beautiful day here on Maui. We're talking with a futurist, uh, amazing in evocateur of the highest possibilities for humanity, uh, Barbara Marks Hubbard. I hope we've got you online, Barbara. Hi there, Mary. It's so good to talk to you, and we're so enjoying your book. We're just finishing up. The book is Emergence, The Shift from Ego to Essence, Ten Steps to Becoming the Universal Human. Um, it's been talked about. I love the ideas that you share, Barbara, because what you share is that we're right on the verge of fulfilling what all of the great spiritual traditions, Hinduism, Christianity, all of them have been talking about for millennia. We're it's right really, on the verge, not a new religion, but a new possibility of fulfillment. Yes, Mary, I'm so glad that it's been meaningful to you. And yes. where are you now? You're at I'm some Santa, wonderful I'm conference? I'm in Santa Barbara. Uh, I'm in Santa Barbara emerging. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, weren't you at some conference? Yes, I was at a very, very interesting conference called the Society for Scientific <clears throat> Exploration of Anomalous and um, <clears throat> psychic phenomena. Very, very interesting. <clears throat> there are physicists and biologists now trying to understand how consciousness affects matter. And Mary, they have things like uh, random numbers generators that get actually coherent. They're little kind of little computer uh, devices that go from zero to one. And when they are part of the big meditations, they get more coherent. Mm-hmm. And you I mean the computer is a part of the meditation? Oh, the computer is is actually placed in sixty locations around the planet. Uh-huh. And when people do these large meditations, there are scientists observing the effect of the meditation on these little boxes. of. Uh, it's, it's a device that goes like from zero to one to zero to one in a random generator. Right. It becomes less random. Oh, my goodness. And you know what I said to him, to Roger mm-hmm. Nelson? I mm-hmm. should tell this to you, Mary, and all your people, is that if we put the right thought into these large meditations, Mm -hmm. the thought itself is not just affecting the random number generators, it's affecting the whole noosphere. And I said, I think the right thought is we are being born as a universal humanity. We are facing the first planetary smile. In other words, I think we have to focus on what's emergent rather than how to fix up what isn't working. Wonderful, because what is the spiritual principle? What I focus on increases. I focus on my problems. They get bigger, and that's true. You're focusing on your relationship or the challenges, the global challenges, isn't it? It's a a universal spiritual principle. So we're focusing on what's emerging in us personally, which I think in my book, Emergence, really is the shift of identity from our egoic self to our essential divine self. That's huge. That's probably the basis of it all. And then there is that that person that's integrating the deep divine self becomes more creative and wants to express unique life purpose. So then we move out into co-creating our world through our inner expression of our divine. 
And one of the things is there's uh, we shift from that competition to cooperation because there's so much joy in the in the uh, expression of that unique uh, creativity within us that it's not about winning so much as uh, creating that from a joyful center within you. I really loved the way you share how we evolve. Um, we're still participating, but it's uh, we shift and uh, we're still creating and cooperating but there's joy and i love this you know I, it's so interesting because nature obviously put joy into procreation <laughs> <coughs> or we wouldn't have done so much of it <laughs> and i think nature slash god is putting joy into co-creation because the most joyful thing that that i do is when i am vocationally aroused and excited about something I want to create, and I meet up with two or more who, by joining, also get to express more of what they want to create. And that excitement and joy attracts us to continue co-creating. And it and it's not so much out of lack, uh, because the ego, you know, it's never quite enough for the ego, but it's something more about... Um, overflow, isn't it? I mean, as you move more into your true identity, it's almost like there's just this natural impulse. Uh, you know, when you create a beautiful garden, you, you don't have to be in competition with the neighbor's garden. I mean, you can, the, the things that, that the universal human is participating in is is uh, bringing more abundance to the universe as opposed to, i got to get mine and protect it. But it's true, because you're, <coughs> you're unique. Do you want to take a drink? And we'll, Your unique uh, creativity, yeah. Mary, is uh-huh. your version of the divine process of creation. It's not limited. Creativity is not limited. And when you say yes to it, you get energized by that divine process of creation localized as your own purpose. <clears throat> but and and the, yeah. the more you get... The more you get into your authentic life purpose, like you are, Mary, or I am, the more that process of creation animates you, lifts you. And attracts you to the most wonderful people. That's what I am so aware of, Barbara. Mm-hmm. When I do my gratitude lists, which I do all the time, driving down the road or every night, I find that it's the people that keep either bumping into me or I find myself sitting with and talking to. Being able to talk to Barbara Marks Hubbard, I used to sit back with a thousands of people listening and crawled. <laughs> and now we talk on a phone to to uh, share ideas that really, and I love this one, it's the ideas that lift us, not gossip, not fear, but ideas. And, and I'm very excited about what I'm hearing from some of the politicians. Barbara, I guess I'm jumping, but I'm hearing some of them not keep talking about the promise, but actually talk about vision and schools that work for kids and health plans that keep us healthy and uh, a world that works for everyone, a world of peace. I, I, I'm a bit of a fan of Dennis Kucinich. I guess that's not fair to say, but I always listen to him, and he's always talking about what's possible in a world that could work. Yes, and, uh, I, I, I happened to hear the all the Democrats. Oh, you did yeah. on um, Sunday night. It was oh, okay, and I actually was so proud of every single one of them, mm. including Dennis Kucinich and Hillary and Obama, and each one of them was. A person that you that has exactly this spirit, and then I saw 
them being several of them interviewed about their faith mm-hmm. and several of them were Catholic that oh. were interviewed on this and <laughs> the interview Paula Zung was just like a little mosquito trying to bite <laughs> I, I really wanted to swat her excuse yeah. me but, well I think but, it's a new technique it's <coughs> I've been watching it Barbara of all the people this new style is to go after the least attractive or the least helpful, and they go, 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 get it. It's like you have, you know, a beautiful body, and you've got one zit, and it's almost like they're trained. Get the zit. Get the zit. Get the zit. Well, (laughs) um, do do you feel that homosexuality is is a disease and a sin, and your pope said this? (laughs) And they said, no, it isn't a disease, and it isn't a sin, and it's not. And they, she tried to keep, yeah. Pulling the Pope yeah. and his view, and each one of them, <laughs> uh, Bill Richardson, Dennis Kucinich. Um, Is he Catholic? I didn't know that. They're all Catholic. Oh. They're, I mean, all this group, um, uh, this the wonderful... Well, I guess John F. Kennedy broke that barrier down. You know, we keep breaking the barriers down, don't we? And then I, there was another one with Hillary uh-huh. and Obama, and they're all saying that they have a very deep spiritual faith, but yes. for them it means dealing with suffering, dealing with poverty, dealing yes. with yes. people who are in need rather than narrow issues. Exactly. And that, that both, uh, it's so interesting, both Hillary and Obama come out of social activism. Um, that the, Both of them can have a deep faith that shows up by doing good by helping the less fortunate, which um, whether they were running for president or not, that would be a part of their life. And, and, you know, it's interesting how each of us brings our spirituality into expression, but I certainly honor the ones that are willing to go into politics because I think that's a, one, a very tough venue, a, oh, it's a very so tough, tough per, pl- place for a and person you, of integrity could, to survive. You could see when Wolf Blitzer was doing this uh, interview of all of them, he was trying to make them divided. Yes. And finally, Obama said, you know, you're trying to divide us. We're actually all on the same side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't watch it because I, I called you right when it was on because I had been out oh, on the, our That's beautiful right. North Shore. Yeah, what a This island just calls you to go deeper. And so I took several days in the silence, but I caught about six or seven minutes. And I, you were right on it, so you didn't want to talk to me. So I'm glad <laughs> to hear how it went. because. It was, it but, was really very mm-hmm. heartwarming. Well, and I, I think when anyone who talks from vision, and you know, what what will overcome the terrorists doesn't mean we don't have good intelligence, but what overcomes is to be such an v- attractive, viable f- uh, force for good that uh, they can't get a stronghold. There's always going to be the anomaly. I mean, we have, if you want terrorists, we have them right here in America. We have p- kids going into school with guns. You know, I mean, we have, you know... Uh, anomalies happening so we don't we don't uh, wipe out entire schools because a kid in the school behaved in an abominable way we just have to keep our hearts open and be smarter i mean we're called to be smarter not dumber (laughs) but barbara you know one of the the things i love in this book emergence and if you don't have it it's been out since what 2000 it's been out a while Uh, a few years but it's wonderful. You go online. You can go unityonmaui.org and go to Amazon or go to Borders or just go on and, and order. It'll be at your house. And, uh, and people are telling me it just uh, that have been trying to meditate for years that you have such a simple process. And I was reading in my quiet time the autobiography of Yogi and Pantanjali's uh, aphorisms of uh, yoga um, 
Hinduism, and uh, and and you you've in a nutshell you concisely brought as you go into meditation into your inner sanctuary, you contemplate the glory of the beloved. Now that could be Jesus Christ, that could be Buddha, that could be the Divine Mother. You you leave it to each person's unique awareness of God, and how it comes forth. But it's that contemplation of. When you have felt the spirit, and everybody has had that moment, whether it's the birth of a grandchild or an awesome sunset or, you know, being blessed to be in a spiritual community where you've had, you know, the, the presence as a part, you, you take that right into the meditation. So I, I, people have told me that for years they've sat there kind of in this arid land waiting, 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 but you have set it up where you start to contemplate the glory of the beloved, and then it just immerses. I, we've just found it to be a beautiful process. So thank, thank you. Thank you, Mary. And you know steps the, one and two. <laughs> the version of the beloved that, mm-hmm. that we can contemplate mm-hmm. here is there is a, like the, the Christ or the Buddha. Then there is your own expression of higher self that I used to project mm-hmm. outside of myself. Mm-hmm. And when I put my attention on my own highest intuition, highest understanding, highest um, signals from the divine, Mm -hmm. I attracted that self into my own heart. And isn't that what all the great uh, Christmas music is about? Christ in me, my hope of glory. And this birth of the divine, except people haven't really made the shift. <laughs> when the Christ, there's a, there's a link between the Christ and your own higher self yes. that I think is, this, is the particular emphasis of emergence, that each person has their own aspect of that Christ self or that divine self or that Atman. uniquely, uniquely... Mary, uniquely Barbara, and when we ask it to come in and shift our identity to that self, we begin the process of becoming what I call the universal human. And I'm loving it because, um, and I've been working with this as you have for what, you maybe even longer, but me for 25 years of doing every training, every workshop, every intensive to heal the shadow, to transform, you know, those of us that came out of, you know, deeply distressed childhood. You know, we, we work a little harder, but as Carl Jung said, you got more fuel for the fire, so don't ever <laughs> make, you know, you got more to keep you going. So, And I got a lot. But I love the fact that as you shift that identity, first you have to make the connection, but you shift that identity, then those parts that are a little ornery, or stubborn or self-pity or disruptive, you bring them into the love of the mother or the love of the divine self, and they see, oh, it's not that they get thrown away. They get blessed and grown up the way a very loving parent might um, bring an unruly child. <laughs> doesn't, it, it doesn't, is. They're, all, they're yeah. all wounded children, and the yeah. wound is the separation from the source of their own being, yes. which is that divine self. And I'm also learning, Mary, that, that deep down in, so many of us have limiting beliefs Yes. that they really need to be brought to the light and re-patterned into what you're choosing. But that's the whole thing with the secret and the law of attraction. Is I mean, I found a few limiting beliefs in myself recently. Mm. And the limiting belief in me, because I've had this big vision for 40 years, Yes. It, I'll never accomplish my part of it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how deep that was inside me mm-hmm. until I really had some help with it. Mm. And I um, 
realized that it would draw attention towards what I felt wasn't working, mm-hmm. which then would affect my nervous system, my mm-hmm. immune system, the mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. And shifting that belief to, you know, I am fulfilling my purpose and all of that, it's pretty obvious. We've heard this over and over again. But... Um, the, the well, but th- don't don't say that so quickly because people are driving in the car, and you—it's those subtle ways we talk to ourselves. That's what is so powerful when we really understand affirmative prayer. I am now with great joy fulfilling my purpose, and that's a higher vibration than that lie that I'll never get it done. There'll never be enough help. There's not enough time. Whatever, it, it's whatever. Exactly is, right. And I, I feel, I find that important to be very vigilant Mm -hmm. when one of your thoughts strays Mm. in the direction of your most vulnerable belief system Mm -hmm. and we have different ones Mm -hmm. Uh, each one does we do have different ones you know but it's all versions of i'm not good enough it'll never work (laughs) and that but what i'm reading a really great book is called um the genie in the genes it's about they call it epigenetic medicine, the biology of intention, every thought you have affects your own immune system and it goes right to the membrane of the cell and decodes aspect of the genetic code according to how you're feeling. So the importance of monitoring your thoughts and your feelings because they're affecting your own, what part of your genes are triggered by that perception and this book is a compendium by Dawson Church of all the scientific uh, verifiable techniques of shifting uh, attitude and intention and how it affects the immune system and the genetic code itself. This is so important for people to understand uh, because unity, as often religious science, new thought, has been accused of being uh, uh, Pollyanna. Uh, b- but now science is coming along and saying, you know, uh, what did Jesus say? Let the weak say they are strong. Let the sick say they are well. Let the poor say they are rich. I mean, that's what Jesus was telling you. Hey, you're manifesting your former belief system. But this moment, this very moment, you and I are talking, there's a field. Anyone listening to us can affirm I am worthy of fulfilling my divine destiny. There's a potential in me that yearns fulfillment, and everything I need is coming. And one of the really powerful affirmations for me, because I just got stuck, was I continue to go forward for my always increasing good. Everything in the universe supports my awakening. Mm -hmm. Everything. Because that's my heart's desire, is to awaken and to be of maximum service to this great awakening. So everything supports me. Even the awarenesses of where my shadow or these uh, little small selves didn't get healed, that every time, you know, it comes up, it's an opportunity to say, thank you, thank you, I can change that, rather than, oh, that means I'm unworthy, it'll never work. It's, it's so thank you, thank you. I, I, I was waiting, I wondered where that little one, <laughs> that That's little so thing. That's so good, Mary. Yeah. I mean, and I, I find, I'm 77 years old, and yeah. I realized in my life I started out with the biggest possible vision of a planetary birth. Yes. And then I broke it down to a social vision, and I ran for vice president. Yes. And now, finally, I got to myself. <laughs> And, and I got to the person the last. Well, but you know, I it, it all works out, doesn't it? I 
I did a few things not in the perfect order, but they are the perfect order. I, I'm really getting more and more the perfection. I'm a great um, fan right now of David Hawkins, Barbara. We're Every Monday night at Unity at uh, 645, we watch a DVD and meditate and discuss his wonderful work. And he keeps reminding us, you're absolutely perfect right this minute mm-hmm. for the next step in your evolution and your destiny is to awaken your destiny is you i like how you you take it out of the realm of religion and make it the universal human but for years we've talked about christ consciousness or spiritual awakening or uh, god realization or capital s self-realization Absolutely. So it's not new at all it's just what's happening now it's it's not just a few yogis up in the himalayas or a great <laughs> great teacher in the middle east two thousand years ago but their consciousness I, I just love that if i be lifted up jesus said i lift all people to me and you and i every time we expand into more of the fullness of who we are everyone around us has that opportunity to also come up that's what's so beautiful about this awakening that you're talking about and i think the shift is it's no longer a few people it's not even a group in santa barbara what is the name of your group because people may want to go online and you have some wonderful online course well, courses. well I, you know it's uh dot com gives you entrance to all of it okay and you know mary we have a new dvd called humanity ascending our story okay and that can be seen also. I, I think that that's going all around the world. I just have been sent a, a copy of this 40-minute DVD translated into Hebrew. Oh. And I, it's so interesting. I hear myself speaking in Hebrew. <laughs> and it was A nice at, Jewish girl. <laughs> I know. And it was shown at the Tel Aviv Film Festival. Oh, my goodness. And that was just such a wonderful... Um, opportunity for me and it's going you know all around the world so if you haven't seen it mary have you have you seen that i haven't seen it but i was just writing a note because it would be a great uh part of our uh, movie series Um, i think you would definitely for people who've seen emerge who've done emergence with you it's Mm -hmm. about the emergence of the universal human yes and I would love for you to show it at your church. Yes, I've just made a note, and I will give it to Patty. Patty, my awesome assistant, will be calling your staff, and we'll get it over here. And for people, uh, it's Barbara Marks Hubbard, and she spells Hubbard H-U-B-B-A-R-D. Right, and Marks is M-A-R-X. So BarbaraMarksHubbard.com is my website, and that will lead you to all my different work. And I would, you know, some people listening, we have at least half our listeners are either driving around Maui, they don't live here, because we're the only talk radio program, or they're because we're broadcast now, simulcast around the world, uh, people can go online, friends, and either listen on your computer or download it to your iPod, thanks to Jim, who's just flying back in from the big bookseller <laughs> event in uh, New York City. But, um, Barbara, you're... you're, you're um, this it's called conscious co-creation that first course is just wonderful for people who maybe don't have a big center nearby or really want to go deeper in exploring not just their personal transformation but i love that you weave together and, and i think this is so spiritually accurate you know as a teacher i just think it's so important well, it's not just enough to awaken to yourself you, you take this gift and bring it to the world mm. so what is the name of that um isn't it conscious evolution? Is that the first Consci- Conscious evolution is the overall context that I'm, I'm working with. Okay. 
and it means that evolution has become conscious of itself in us and that for billions of years nature has been evolving to ever higher consciousness and greater freedom but it was not a conscious choice of the entities involved no when that when that weather snapped those dinosaurs were gone <laughs> and now we're the first species yeah. who knows we're affecting our own evolution we could destroy our life support system and i believe that's the awakening of the co-creative human because if we didn't have the crisis it wouldn't we wouldn't shift our consciousness uh all mass even though a few of us might the the global warming and all is going to wake up everybody because we we won't breathe and we'll be underwater so <laughs> and, and you know we we have a little segment we do we won't do it while you're on barbara but but we call it jim's cool tips <laughs> yeah cool okay cool tips to uh keep the sustainable and uh planet and to participate because he's got a website on uh, global warming and just this morning i'm brushing my teeth and i remember turn that water off you know when you're mm-hmm. brushing you used to let it run you know uh, don't rinse your dishes. Put them right in the dishwasher. There's just simple things that save billions of gallons of water and uh, simple things that we can all do, even if we don't have the money to, to buy the electric car yet. But, you know, I think we're right on the verge. I'm uh, We're just right on the verge. This is Barbara Marks Hubbard, who um, has just been a light to the Association for Global New Thought to millions of people around the world. And there's one more uh, idea we should plant for people who maybe haven't been familiar with it. This, you have carried a vision of a peace room. And uh, can you just, uh, real quickly, because that, I love, see, this is an idea. Everybody hears about it and says, yeah, everybody. The from, well, I ran for vice president in 1984 and had my name placed in nomination to propose a peace room as sophisticated as a war room in the office of the vice president. And its purpose is to scan for, map, connect, and communicate what's working in America and in the world. And it's a social function that, is absolutely vital because we can scan for everything that's breaking down but then it's overwhelming right but we haven't yet been looking for what's breaking through and see that it's all connected as an emerging world and uh, you know mary i i keep putting this idea out and my feeling is that it's already beginning to come into form on the internet and by 2012 there will be the transformation of the american presidency and the function of identifying and supporting what's creative, what's sustainable, what's loving, will be a vital part of our politics. You are so right. Barbara Marks Hubbard, who's just been out there leading the way, shining the light, um, a seed planter. You're the Johnny Appleseed of consciousness. You just seed possibilities <laughs> wherever you go. People get turned on. And you work with a process of resonance of people just listening together. We call it, I don't know, meditation or visioning, sitting together. But, Barbara, it's always an honor. I hope you'll come back soon. Come to Thank Maui you, Mary. You know how much I love you. Well, love you right back. And, and blessings for the great work and you have all the support you need so thank you this is barbara marks hubbard author of emergence your crisis is a birth go online barbara marks hubbard dot is it com or dot org dot com dot com and you'll open up to a world of classes books possibility good thank you so much blessings barbara thanks for taking time bye-bye bye-bye
Thank you for listening. You know, it is important for all of us what to identify with and what are the thoughts I'm thinking. And um, we're going forward to our ever-increasing good. We're a part of a great awakening on the planet. We're going to be talking with Barry Rivers in a little bit. And uh, so I just invite you to stay tuned for just a moment while we hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back with Barry Rivers and this fabulous festival of mute films coming right up. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. And we are on the line with a man, along with his wife, uh, Barry Rivers and Stella Rivers, who put Maui and movies as one word, Maui movies. Barry, thank you for taking time. You must just be really running right now. That would be one word for that. I'm actually <laughs> taking a spiritual advisor to the ditch. She's something her <laughs> paw, and I'm going to get a look at it. <laughs> well, you know, Barry Rivers had a vision. How long ago, Barry, you, you had this vision. You must have loved movies. That's all I Nobody could be this successful without loving what you do. <laughs> well, I've been at it a long time, and I made film and television for a long time, was ready for a challenge, and did I ever take one on? Let me tell you, this is... Uh, Quite the little uh, five-day, uh, five-venue under the stars cinematic Cirque du Soleil we have going for ourselves here. But uh, yeah, I've been at it a long time. I do love movies. What I love most about them is probably the way that they can en- enlighten and entertain and move culture. I believe that with all my heart. And I was having a really wonderful discussion with some very powerful, enlightened people. And we think movies will carry the story of humanity's possibilities more than anything else. And and sometimes you look at it, and it seems to maybe be um, going in another direction. But there's nothing like, look at Star Wars. There's nothing to, to weave a, a, a Harry Potter. A whole culture will not be raised on the fairy tales that you and I were raised on. Well, I think at the end of the day, part of the part of the uh, attraction and magnetism that comes off the whole notion of entertainment and, and uh, cinematic entertainment and uh, is the quest for immortality. Right. I mean, you, you know, when you realize that all everything going down now for the last, let's say, fifty years has been videotaped or has been fictionalized and turned into a narrative film or recorded as a documentary film, and these people will live forever in a way that you know people like Abraham Lincoln and uh, well, actually there is some of him, but I mean, you know, name your enlightened master. Uh, you know, they they uh, there is nothing that will reveal them the way that the uh, the camera can reveal them. The same reason Native Americans were reluctant to have themselves photographed; they felt it captured the spirit, and they were right; it does. Yes. Well, you know, now this Maui Film Festival, it starts tomorrow. Uh, That's right. June 13th. And uh, it's at five locations. And the reason, uh, you know, it's uh, your your publicity has been fabulous. If you're on the island of Maui and you don't know about the film festival, you haven't been out of your house. <laughs> everywhere you go, <laughs> yeah, you well, see you know, these. It kicks off tomorrow, like you said, at five venues, uh, three of them under the stars of my layer, two at the Maui Arts and Cultural Center. I feel uh, safe to say, and I've had enough people telling it to me uh, in the last uh, number of days and weeks uh, who've seen the program, that it's the strongest film schedule we've ever had. Uh, 
Uh, we're opening at the Special Cinema with a, what I like to call Aquanauts and Astronauts Tonight. We have a, a screening of Surf's Up, this incredible animated film. I saw that. Now, is that because that your kids is, are um, into surfing? It's Laird Hamilton and Dave Kalama's documentary about their pedaling and paddling over the, uh, <laughs> over the land and over the sea <laughs> between the islands um, in a quest to raise um, both funds and uh, awareness about autism. That film's called The Path with a Purpose. Wow. And then that's followed by The Windsurfing Story, an incredible film that features five Maui windsurfers. It's sort of the, the history of and the future history of windsurfing is told through the personal stories of five individuals. And that's followed by a film of the astronauts in the Apollo lunar, lunar program with some recently discovered and, and long lost footage of that um, of that spectacular quest for greatness and uh, interviews with all the astronauts who partook in it. So that's a night that will start at 8 o'clock at Celestial Cinema. It's free for Keiki, 10 and under, and uh, we'll go until probably 1 in the morning. Um, and then we also have things going on at for other venues as well. I mean, I won't burden you with the details, uh, but the, certainly they're all available at MauiFilmFestival.com where we have also, again, uh, separated films by genre, so people who are interested in a certain kind of film can find them. There's a very strong spirituality and Eastern wisdom component to this year's programming, uh, more so than even in previous years. We've always had that aspect, but more so this year. There's a, there's a Planet Earth sort of sidebar. I, I refer to these as festivals within the festival, where a lot of environmental films are being screened this year. So there's just great stuff all around for the five days, and we hope people will make the time to check it out. And I would encourage everybody to pick up uh, everywhere you go you see your flyers and if it's folded up what you're going to see is a a big screen with a Hawaiian dancer and a blue sky. Mm -hmm. So if you see that just grab it because you actually describe each one of the movies. Well I like what you've done now. I don't know if you've done this before Barry because my my ministerial association I'm out of town. I'm back in uh, Kansas City doing a retreat with Michael Beckwith this year. But one of the things you've done is you've uh, duplicated I don't know that I saw that before. Like you've got the Dalai Lama's film, and you get there's three different times it's being shown. So uh, that was always frustrating in the past if you couldn't get to one. I really we had to make, we had to make a choice years ago about whether we yeah. would sort of uh, run the risk of everyone not being able to see everything they wanted by just having you know more films that screen fewer times, or mm-hmm. by having fewer films screen many times. And we sort of split the difference this year. Dalai Lama film, which is an amazing movie called Ten Questions for the Dalai Lama. Excuse me, a screening three times. There are other films, uh, one entitled Mystic Ball, uh, set in uh, Myanmar, about this sort of national sport that's showing a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, a wonderful film called America the Beautiful, about America's obsession with beauty, outer beauty rather than inner beauty, showing twice. So, but there's a lot of that going on. And again, people just have to cruise through one of those schedules and it becomes apparent pretty quickly what's going on. Now, Barry, you travel to all the big worldwide festivals. You go to Sundance, you go to, do you say, is it Cannes or Canes or? Well, most people say Cannes. Actually, Cannes. That's why I, I've not gone to for a long, long time because our festival takes place three weeks after Cannes and I just oh, okay. can't be there and, and be doing and what doing I need this, to be doing yeah. in that time frame. But I've been to, yes, Toronto and Sundance and San Francisco and AFI and, you know, many of them. So if you can only go to two or three, tell me the ones you would just say, hey, don't miss these. Uh, that would be the Maui Film Festival at LA and the Maui Film Festival at the Maui Arts and Cultural Center. The whole one? <laughs> All of them? <laughs> no, no, I can't. Tell your ride's a great time. <laughs> tell your ride is a great time. That's a festival that takes place on Labor Day weekend. Uh-huh. Um, Santa Barbara actually has a really nice little festival that takes no, place. No, 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 no. I meant the movies. The I'm sorry. I wasn't clear. I meant what you're showing are, right um, now. The movies that you're showing. Of, uh, people that are questing for Academy Gold at that time. Uh-huh. Which is a uh, thing going on there. Uh, those are two that are at least domestic festivals. Central's a little festival, a big city festival.
Festival as in San Francisco. There, there are just a ton of them. Okay. Oh, um, just talking about tributes real quickly. We are yeah. uh, well. By, we are announcing our. We've announced a few days ago actually our honorees this year. We're honoring two people. One of whom is Claire Danes. Uh-huh. She's receiving the Nova Award. A lot of people know her work over the years, and the other is William Hurt. Many, many people know his work as well. So they're both being honored on Thursday, just a couple of days down the road here now at the Diamond Resort, uh, Diamond Hawaii Resort and Spa over there in Wailea. And information about that and all of our um, parties, our Taste of the Islands opening reception, the Taste of Wailea, the incredible Taste of Chocolate at the Four Seasons again, Cosmic Comedy Club, we're doing an opening night and more are all available as well with complete menus and the entertainment uh, and so forth on our website at MauiFilmFestival.com. Well, you miss, uh, heard my question when you were answering about the great festival, movie festivals. What I was saying is you could only go to two or three of the movies you have. Now, this is really going to put you on the spot, but what, what would you, uh, you've got this incredible list of movies, and they, you are right, it's a very diverse uh, it's going to meet a lot of people's interest. But for you personally, if you could only go to three or four, which ones would you just say, you know, move heaven well, and earth, get there? <laughs> well, you know, I, I tell you, opening night for me is, is, is going to be a night to remember out there. Um, right. I'm really, I saw about 40 minutes of the animated film. Jeez, um, uh, well, yeah, up, there you go. I've got so much in my head right now. I know. Uh, I'm just pulling into the parking lot here at the vet also. Um Yes, yeah, Surf's Up is just this incredible animated film. By the way, there are trailers for many, many, many of these films on our website, so people can, can go there and see what I'm talking about. That's a wonderful film. The, the, uh, In the Shadow of the Moon is an amazing film. It's not Sundance about the Apollo program. Um, what else can I tell you? There's uh, Evan Almighty is a terrific film on Closing Night with uh, Steve Carell and Morgan Freeman from Universal. The film Once at the Maui Arts and Cultural Center, which won the Audience Award at at Sundance for Best, uh, Best Narrative Feature from Ireland about an Irish street musician who falls in love with a woman from the East Block. That's at 8 p.m. That's an amazing film at the Castle. God, there are so many. The Dalai Lama documentary is terrific. Mystic Ball is terrific. It's really hard to name two or three. I mean, my standard answer, honestly, when people ask me that question is, what kind of movie do you like? Because uh, if you go to our, va- our website and search for genre, uh, I'm on the radio right now. I need your help to get her in the door. Sorry. If you, this um, is Barry Rivers, and he's taken his dog to the vet. You're just a family man. <laughs> you got. That's, that's not a dog. That's a spiritual advisor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you said your spiritual advisor, I thought it was tongue in cheek. No, 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 no. <laughs> keep without the BS. Ain't you figure that out? Yet? Well, we all need one of those. I've got two cats. Okay, there she goes. Yeah. I don't know how she did it, but she screwed it her left arm. We'll take a peek. Okay, thanks. Okay, teacher, okay. Okay, I can talk to you now. She's going back with the nurse. Okay, so here's uh, Barry and Stella Rivers. They're, they're, it's www.mauifilmfestival, one word, dot com. Maui Film Festival. You go on there. He has trailers of these films. All It's not just movies going on. and. Watching the movies under the stars in Wailea, if you're visiting here, you're going to take a memory home. You know, half of our listeners, Gary, are driving around the island listening. So make sure you pull in if you're going to be here and uh, take a look, and uh, you're going to be grateful you did. Because to go down to these hotels and look, you know, it's just awesome. The stars are out. and you It must be a feat. I mean, I, you must have an incredible team. <laughs> We have an incredible team. You know, we get a lot of accolades all the time, Stella, and I always try to tell people it's about the festival, not about Stella, not about I, but we truly have, uh, in fact, this is the eighth year of the festival, and my uh, right hand, Ginny King, told me 
that this is the luckiest number according to the feng shui uh, way of looking at the world. And I think part because when you turn the eight on inside, it's an infinity symbol. So right. we just ordered a bunch of infinity symbols for people that have been with the festival for five years or longer because, believe me, five years working for the Maui Film Festival feels like a lifetime. That's what they say. <laughs> You've hired a couple of people from our church, and they're all going down. They said, don't even call us. Yeah, they, yeah. They've told me, don't even call us. You can pray for us, but don't call us. Yeah, I mean, they're like, they're, they're probably 300 plus volunteers. I mean, I could name a bunch of staff people. Keith Rainey does a great job with the volunteers. But yeah, 300 plus volunteers and probably close to 80 or, 80 or so, maybe 80, 80 plus uh, paid paid people. So it's um, it's a big deal. And, you know, we sort of are the most visible, um, you know, folks working for it. But uh, Stella and I are. But certainly it takes, it, it takes a, it literally, it takes an island to raise a film festival, that's well, for sure. Well, you've started out, you know, producing them and making them, and then you came to Maui, you raised your, raised, what do you have, two boys? We have three kids. We have oh, three, three sons, and we have a daughter who's actually living in L.A. right now. Huh? Okay. And uh, you've, you've weaved in the magic of Maui with the surfing, you, the science, you've got the environment, and then you've just got the great Hollywood kind of movies that... You know, people think about when they used to think movies, you know, those. Yeah, well, we really try to find the smart stuff. You know, I always tell people the studio, smart with heart. That's what we're looking for. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we've really we've really walked the walk of that much and not just talk to talk about it. And I know we're getting respect in the industry. You know, to have Universal, as an example, give us Evan Almighty, um, which I believe is the only film festival screening is having anywhere in the world prior to its opening. It's a big deal. Well, tell us uh, about Evan Almighty. There many things like that happening. Many studios have been good to us this year. Sony, Lionsgate, Fox Searchlight, um, Miramax, uh, Picture House. We have a couple of wonderful films, Picture House. Bauer Martinez, the distribution company. We have Michelle Pfeiffer's new film. There's a lot of romance in the air this year. A lot of romantic comedy, a lot of uh, romantic dramedy. Um, a lot we've, of and we've been missing that for a while, haven't we? We have some great makers panels this year as well. People should go to the website and check those out. We are hosting panels on Saturday at the Maui, um, uh, Wailea, uh, see the uh, Marriott Wailea Resort Hotel and Spa, but also Benita Brazier in the Maui Film Office. Uh, they are one of our sponsors. She has put together some terrific panels, three hour-long panels in a row, back on uh, Thursday and Friday afternoon. Her panels are free. They're also at the Wailea Marriott Resort uh, and Spa, and you can see details on our website. But some top people in the producing field and directing field and editing and so forth, production management and location scouting. So there's, you know, it's uh, on that level, it's more of a film festival perhaps than it's ever been. There's a lot more, uh, more going on, a lot more people on the A-list um, uh, in Hollywood here this year as well. Star is one of our leadership sponsors is bringing out a dozen and a half or so you know, big shooters from studios. So we're we're taking a quantum leap this year in, in ways that are to many people subterranean, but to us uh, at the forefront of where we know we need to go with this thing next. We have, we have our 10th anniversary coming up here in 2009, and you know, we're going to be the real deal by then. I think you're the real deal. This is Barry Rivers, uh, who came up with the Maui Film Festival, Wailea. It's now at five venues here at the Maui Arts and Cultural Center, the McCoy Theater, and then down there, three venues down near Wailea. You need to go either online, MauiFilmFestival.com, or pick up the pick up the, uh, the the brochure that's all over Maui. And, and well done, Barry. Thanks for taking time. Your spiritual advisor is calling to you. <laughs> yes, she is. Come, right. come. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> as well, and uh, also at the Max. So, um, thanks so much. Take care. We thank really you so much. You we well. just appreciate what you're doing for Maui. We're so honored. You know, uh, so many people on Maui do great things and have great ideas uh, how to create uh, sustainable uh, environments, how to um, create. Uh, 
healthy ways to deal with the life that we live, you know, and, and we're just blessed here so many times. And, and you'll find them in uh, Maui style, uh, real estate Maui style, excuse me, the magazine. And every month they feature it. And this month, if you stop by, they will have an article on, they call it Living Maui, and it's on the Maui Film Festival. We're just so blessed and we're just so fortunate. Um, we miss Jim. Jim, I will be back, and uh, he's got a lot to share, and we're really um, delighted. We'll find out what happened at the big bookseller thing. Um, it's just a really, really good time. Let's take one last um, appreciation to our sponsors and remind you that every week uh, at the Seventh-day Adventist Church, uh, we have a celebration service, 10 o'clock on Sundays, always a half hour before every service we do is silence, uh, 20 minutes in the silence. This week is Le Ohu Rider, uh, Le Ohu, and uh, is going to be sharing a wonderful story. It's Father's Day, uh, wonderful Father's Day music, and a wonderful time to be um, sharing. Conversations with Friends with Murray Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's Premier Mortgage Company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. Wow, well, we're back, and it's been a wonderful program. We send blessings to Barbara Marks Hubbard, who reminded us how important it is that the thoughts that we hold, and when we hear those little limiting thoughts, like I was hearing myself and when we were talking about world peace and w- that it would be possible to do world peace within five years. And I was going, oh, and I heard all the reasons why that wouldn't happen. And I was so grateful to listen to Barbara again because we are seeding. We are seeding the world we're going to live in. We live in the world that we've seeded in the past, we can weed our garden and we can replant and uh, we're being guided and we're being blessed and it's a great time here on Maui. If Jim were here, Jim would do his, uh, Jim's cool tips for a sustainable future. He's got a website that he put together called An Inconvenient Truth and what you have to do is put a dash between each word. So an-inconvenient-truth.com and inconvenienttruth.com. Uh, because Jim was just a huge uh, fan of the movie Al Gore came out with called An Inconvenient Truth, and he felt he dedicated himself. I mean, this guy is just a genius, and he really went online and said, you know what, I want to do my part. So I just want to share what you can do on the stove, anybody who cooks. Um, One is to save energy. Every time when you're boiling water, remember, put a lid on the pot. Saves tons of energy. He doesn't have down here how much you save, but these are things that all of us together actually create a more sustainable world. The next one is to remember that a few minutes before you finished cooking, turn the burners off completely. 
Um, that's electric stove. If you got a gas stove, won't be quite the CERN. Say, <laughs> we got an electric stove because we're doing it here. Uh, that residual heat will finish your cooking, which I do all the time. That part, I, I Jim's got me trained. And remember that um, preheating an oven uses extra energy, so only do this when its precise temperature is necessary. And sometimes it is, you know. Sometimes it is. Things like casseroles, pizza, roasts, others do not need preheated ovens, and you save so much. And remember this. Every time you open your oven, you lose 20% of its heat. If Jim was here, he would remind you that we can all work together. Um, some of the great leaders today are meeting, uh, have, excuse me, met last week, and we want to send them lots of love and lots of support and, and uh, everybody working together on the planet. And I think that Barbara Marks Hubbard was right. This crisis that we're facing is going to require that we work together to solve this. It's a very precious but a very small planet. And uh, we're very, very grateful for the great teachers that are helping us wake up. We want to invite you to stay tuned to Conversations with Friends. Tune in every week. Next week, we'll be talking to people from Unity Village, our good friend Michael Beckwith, who I had the privilege of doing a retreat with a week ago. And we'll be talking to uh, the president of Unity. We'll be talking to some people who are making a difference on the mainland because I'll be traveling there. So stay tuned to Conversations with Friends. And let me invite you to church on Sunday at... um, the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and also on Thursday, June 28th, we have um, Dr. Rusa Bogdanovich, and she's a naturopath and a Ph.D. She's going to be talking about uh, health, and the cure is the cause, and that'll be Thursday, June 28th from 6.30 to 8.30. Remember, this Sunday is Leohu Rider at Sunday Services. going to be a fabulous time celebrate Father's Day. And remember that on Monday nights at 6.45 we do the David Hawkins uh, DVD and this time we're studying Intention, his non-dual devotion. Anyway, it's just been a great and wonderful day. I miss my friend Jim. He'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Friends and always remember you have the power within you to influence and change the vibrational field that you're in. But the choice has to be made, and that choice is to turn to love, turn to forgiveness, and keep the, the peace, the love, the joy flowing from you. Regardless of what's happening out there, you have the ability to co-create something beautiful within. Aloha.